And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. We broadcast every weekday from the San Francisco Bay Area over the Pacifica Radio Network. That's KPFA in the Bay. And we are happy to have you along. We're also delighted to be joined again by Greg Pallast, uh, our warrior, our vote warrior, who's out there battling for your vote and mine. We've been doing election protection programming for many years now. And this battle... Uh, continues and the today greg palast the disinformation flows and the corporate networks play their key role in making sure we all remain stupid there's now the celebration of this guy raffensburg perger who uh, supposedly took on trump single-handed is he our hero raffensperger yes well, if you listen to Anderson Cooper, 60 Minutes, and the rest, Brad Raffin's perjur, and by the way, his name really is Perjur. He is the Persian general of Georgia. And uh, I have, as you know, for those who have been following you and me, the writings of Greg Palast investigations, I've investigated, like, the most racist, the most vicious secretaries of state. These are the people in charge of voting beginning with Katherine Harris back in 2000, eliminating black voters, Ken Blackwell in Ohio, Chris Kobach out of Kansas. But I have to say, Brian Kemp of Georgia, but the worst. To me, the, the one who's in practice been the most vicious in attacking the rights of people of color to vote and young people, Asian Americans, especially black voters, is Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State of Georgia. And yet... He's been played as a hero in the national press. Why? Because, yes, it's absolutely true. He did refuse Trump's demand. We have the telephone recordings. Trump's demand that he find 12,000 votes in Georgia to uh, put Trump back over the top. Trump lost Georgia by just under... 12,000 votes, so he called Raffensperger 29 times, by the way, to tell him you got to find 12,000 votes. Now, Raffensperger, who knew that that this information would get out, and there is a federal prosecutor in Atlanta who's looking into this, he's willing to do an awful lot for Trump. Bend the election. Steal the election for Brian Kemp, the guy who put him there, the Republican governor, who was his predecessor as Secretary of State and, and uh, re, uh, appointed Raffensperger to replace him. And he was willing to bend, just do vicious stuff in Georgia. But he wasn't willing to go to jail for Donald Trump, and supposedly that's supposed to make him a grand hero. But I have to tell you, I've sued with, and the ACLU sued him, the, the NAACP has sued him, I have sued him successfully in federal court over his concealing his sneaky ways of removing black voters from voter rolls and, and other things. And Anderson Cooper did nothing but... Uh, so this guy was just on this week on Anderson Cooper. He's got a new book out that, that the, you know, the liberal media is um, lauding called Integrity Counts. But here's the line he's selling, Dennis, and this is what's so dangerous. The line he is selling is that, yeah, Trump is lying and, and ridiculous when he says that the election was stolen in Georgia from him. And so was Stacey Abrams. He's always saying the two things together. Trump is lying. 
Stacey Abrams is lying. Stacey Abrams ran for governor in 2018 and cited my work in particular in saying the election was stolen from me. We found that as the palace investigative team, after lawsuits got the lists were able to obtain the list of people removed from the voter rolls of Georgia. Half a million voters were knocked out before the um, governor's race in 2018. Half a million. And we found out that 364,134 of those voters, we have it exact, were wrongly removed from the voter rolls, saying that they were illegal voters, mostly that they had moved out of Georgia. They hadn't moved anywhere. Their only crime was voting while black or young or Muslim. Uh, and and Asian Americans, lots of Asian Americans. So um, these were illegal voters because three hundred a third of a million voters were illegally removed. Stacey Abrams lost the governorship by just you know fifty thousand votes. That was just one of many tricks uh, played by the office of Secretary of State first Brian Kemp and then his successor Rathens Perger. And you have to understand, I mean, um, with the NAACP, ACLU, Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push, um, I, prov- I was in a federal lawsuit where I was the expert witness, and a federal judge was just stunned at um, Raffin's Perjure's acts. In fact, actually, Raffin's Perjure lost the suit uh, that we brought and had to pay me, uh, my lawyers. Um, this is a serious, serious guy standing in the voting booth door and the idea that 60 minutes just because he stood up again see they hate trump they hate trump the mainstream media but they also hate progressives who point out that american democracy is anything but let me just give you one example um you know the the same media said oh it's terrible in georgia if you tried it's a felony crime to give someone a glass uh, you know, a bottle of water or a slice of pizza if they're waiting five hours in line to vote. Well, that was Raffin's perjure, who said you go to prison if you give someone a bottle of water if they're standing in the Georgia sun for five hours. So why are they standing in the Georgia sun for five hours, Mr. Raffin's perjure? I'll tell you why. Like in Cobb County, there were 11 early voting stations in Cobb County. Um, when Trump lost Cobb County, which used to be Newt Gingrich's district, so that was a shock to the GOP. They then we had the runoff for the Democrats, for the you know, between the Democrats and the Republicans for the US Senate. John Ossoff, Reverend Warnock ran uh, again in a runoff against the Republican candidates for Senate. The whole US Senate was on the line. They closed six of the eleven early voting stations, Dennis. All six of those were the voting stations in African-American precincts, and the five remaining were all the white precincts. That was under Raffin's perjure, the great hero. Now, just and the great hero who now has a best-selling book, the the same hero, by the way, who opposes all federal uh, reform in terms of uh, voter, uh, you know, making voter rights and not making it impossible to vote if you're black. He he is clearly an opponent of all federal legislation. So he's got a best-selling book. He's all over the networks. And he's an extreme right winger who really believes in this regiment of limiting people's uh, people of color, yeah. poor people, students' right to vote. Right. This is well, what we got going a very, on yeah. here. 
Here's a very simple question, Mr. Cooper. Anderson Cooper, by the way, I'm going to be blunt about it. He's the laziest. If he, well, I don't want to call him a journalist, but if you want to, as opposed to, he's just a TV personality, you know, a uh, kind of Ken doll um, for CNN. But if you consider him a journalist, he would have to be the laziest journalist alive. It doesn't take much to Google Raffensperger and find out what the NAACP says about him, what the ACLU says about him, and what the investigation, investigative reports I've done have said about it, and federal judges have said about it this guy. So the, all he had to do was say, look, you know, on one hand, we have uh, SB 202, the Georgia law, that virtually makes voting while black illegally. It is the worst vote suppression law I've seen in my 20 years of covering this stuff. Raffensperger pushed that law like crazy. Okay, he pushed those those provisions like crazy, including we, if you remember, uh, you had on even the sound from uh, uh, when I uh, approached a woman who who personally challenged the right of 32,000 voters to have their ballots counted in Georgia. Altogether, 364,000 voters are facing the challenge to their ballots. That is only and uniquely created by SB 202, a Raffensperger bill. And this is the guy that they're lauding as having integrity. And, you know, again, their idea of integrity is, oh, he stood up to Trump. But remember, they did try to steal the state for Trump. Let's, let's not, let's not sugarcoat this thing, uh, Dennis. Uh, they did try to sugarcoat it. If you go back to gregpalace.com and, and the prior flashpoints. Um, you know, the mass purges, the closing of the voter stations, um, personal challenges to voters. Uh, they have something in Georgia which, which Raffensperger promotes called uh, Exact Match. So if your name is Garcia Marquez and you have a hyphen and an accent and then maybe an umlaut in there, on your name, and and that's how you registered, but it's not on your driver's license with those marks, you don't get to vote. You're clearly a fraudulent voter. And you know what really made me laugh and cry at the same time on Anderson Cooper? He said, you know that um, Donald Trump said that uh, that there were thousands of people who voted in Georgia who um, weren't properly registered. Now, you have to understand, where did Donald Trump get this crazy idea? Well, how about um, just before the primaries? That was a statement made by Raffensperger to the press. Thousands of illegal voters, and he was going to remove them. It was Raffensperger that told Trump that there were thousands of illegal voters, and when Trump reminded him of what he said, he said, oh, well, that's not true. So it was Raffensperger that started this whole con that black voters are voting twice, they're voting illegally, they're voting from out of state. And they, you know, this is the guy, by the way, Raffensperger. And again, the, the national media didn't cover any of this, who basically said, if you want to register to vote in Georgia, you also have to have a car registered in Georgia. I kid you not. No car, no vote. He really tried to implement that days before days before the national election and it's amazing yeah. it's amazing
It's amazing. We're speaking with Greg Palace, gregpalace.com. We're talking with this guy, Raffensperger, who, you know, everybody knows was the guy that got the call from Trump and he is supposed to find the, the votes. Uh, from that act alone, he has become sort of a national hero. He's got a new bestseller. He's all over the networks getting softball questions. They, re- they don't have a clue. Uh, who this guy is, or maybe they do and they support his his sort of covert perspective. Anyway, Greg, I think we need to spend some time yes. talking about uh, fighting for the vote, where what that looks like now. Uh, Raffensperger and all the other right-wingers in on both sides of the aisle have not uh, shown a great deal of concern for getting profound uh, voting reform in and defending the yes. vote. Where do you see us now well this week was a great tragedy for american democracy with the defeat with the filibuster defeating the john lewis voting rights advancement act now there's some confusion just to straighten this out which (laughs) how about that different for media actually explaining the facts there are two bills out there there's a for the people act which frankly didn't do very much for voting it was more symbolic, uh, minor procedural stuff. For the People Act went down. But this is very serious. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act would restore much of the Voting Rights Act Section 5 that was cut out by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2013. This would be a revolution in restoring voting rights as we had it years ago. Um, It says that you have to have certain states like Georgia, would have to pre-clear any changes in their procedures. Now, what does that term pre-clear, pre-clearance means? It's a fancy term saying if you're going to jerk around with the voting process, you have to notify the U.S. Justice Department, and you have to make it public, which means you're notifying the NAACP, you're notifying Greg Palace, you're notifying the ACLU, and you're notifying Dennis Bernstein, because they have to make these changes public before they pull them off, and get approval from the U.S. Justice Department, which has to certify that nothing here is prejudicial against any minority, racial or gender-wise. So, for example, if you're going to close six of 11 voting stations and all six are in black areas, that could not have happened under the old Voting Rights Act or under the John Lewis Act. They would have had to pre-clear it, and there's no way on this planet that anyone would say closing the black stations and leaving open the white ones is anything but racism. So that would be stopped by this law. So it's a very, very vital law. Right now, yes, you could stop things like closing six black voting stations and keeping over the five white ones. But you would actually, now the Justice Department, to pull that off, would actually have to file a suit in federal court. And in most cases, there just is no time to stop the steal before the election. They, they close those voting stations two weeks before the election for the runoff for the U.S. Senate, there would have been no time to stop that game in a federal court. So pre-clearance is vital. They can't do it until they get approval first. And it went down. Why did it go down? Because even though 51, the, the law, the John Lewis Act, won by 51 to 49, um, old man filibuster raised its head. That is, the Republicans... Uh, said that they would talk this bill to death, even though the majority of senators voted for it 
they would not, they, the, the debate would go on forever, a filibuster, and therefore no business would be conducted in the Senate. So the bill had to be dropped. And of course you've got people like, uh, Murkowski, um, Manchin, Cinema, these three senators who said, oh, we're for this bill restoring basic simple bill to restore democracy. But we're not going to actually, while we're going to technically vote for it, we're not going to close off, we're not going to end the filibuster. So it's a phony, because if you're not voting to end the filibuster, you're not voting for the bill. It's that simple. And they could have made a carve-out. You don't have to end the whole filibuster system. By the way, the the House of Representatives doesn't have a filibuster, and somehow the Capitol building still has a dome on it. The world has not come to an end, because it's not at the House of Representatives. In most of American history, we haven't had filibuster. And in fact, Dennis, until Newt Gingrich came in, the filibuster was never, ever used for anything but stopping the expansion and the protection of black voters in America. And it was also used at the beginning of the century to stop uh, an anti-lynching law. So that's the only time the filibuster had been used until recent years was simply to block black voters and, and to stop and to um, permit, literally permit lynching in America. Uh, so they, you know, so, and, and here's the other problem on the filibuster side is, is a guy named Joe Biden. And well, I want to This quote is the big problem here. <laughs> with well, he is, pre- you know, he's president, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, so our president, he was asked on CNN, well, what, a, what about ending the filibuster for it to protect voting rights? Because I will say that Banshin had been open, he said, on the John Lewis bill, because it would have a big impact, but it's not really that controversial. Um, Manchin actually said he would consider cutting out the filibuster for this one bill. But Biden says, and I want to quote it because I don't want to get it wrong, quote, here's the deal. You know, he always says, here's the deal. If, in fact, I get myself into, at this moment, the debate on the filibuster on voting rights. I lose at least three votes right now to get what I have to get done on the economic side of the equation. In other words, I'm not going to protect voting rights if it's going to jeopardize my attempt to get the infrastructure bill through. It's that simple. He's throwing voting rights under the bus. It's a a matter of priorities. He could basically has a choice. I can pass voting rights or I can pass infrastructure. And um, to kind of paraphrase Ben Franklin, those <laughs> who choose infrastructure over voting rights deserve neither. And neither is what he might end up getting. This certainly- end, and I'm going to tell you something else, Joe. <laughs> President Joe, may I make a suggestion? I usually don't give political advice, but I will say this. If they lose, if the Democrats lose one senator or four Congress people next year, which is a real possibility unless this this voting rights bill is passed, because Georgia, remember, since Warnock is going to have to run for reelection next year because he only had a short term, Senator Warnock. If Senator Warnock does not get reelected, the Republicans take control of the Senate, and under the new Georgia rules, he's going to be climbing up. A greasy pole. It's going to be very hard 
because Georgia does not trust the voters to pick their own senator. And if they're not going to get help from the U.S. Justice Department, if they're not going to stop the new rules of SB 202 and its tracks, they lose the Senate, and certainly they will lose the, uh, the, the House as well. Now, I would note that, you know, it's, it's not a perfect Bill, the Lewis bill. Here, this, it only, it doesn't affect every state, oddly. It only applies to Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, and Virginia. That's really a rogues gallery of, of vote suppressors. But we have tremendous problems in Ohio, Wisconsin, um, Arizona, Nevada. These states need need to be reviewed they can't be messing around with the voting laws but i'll i'll take the john the john lewis bill as it's written in terms of protecting voters but biden clearly does not want to put any capital behind it any political capital no and it, it really does not look good for voting in america because all these laws all these local laws all these state laws as you say are in place now and it's going to be a hell uh to try and vote and to determine you know who who knows what's going to happen in terms of when they start to enforce these laws and what what kinds of disruptions and then that of course brings out the extreme right we don't even know the role that the extreme right is planning to play they're not retreating right greg am i wrong the extreme right is now uh, heavily ingrained if they can sustain a coup uh, and continue on to get elected, right? How many were reelected? Well, how many of the coup planners were reelected on this round? Well, that's one of the one of the issues we do have to confront. Is that we have not yet, um, you know, we once again. Uh, and in fact, by the way, I should note that you know everyone's talking about the McAuliffe loss in in Virginia. Notice that Virginia is on this list of states with a proven record of vote suppression. And I have to tell you that Virginia, even though you've had, uh, you had a one-vote majority in the state legislature for the Democrats and Democratic governor, it's been a, a very pl- a difficult place to vote if you are a person of color outside of the Fairfax County, which is kind of a Washington, D.C. suburb. It's, it's pretty gnarly there. It is, it is as difficult for a person of color to vote in Virginia as it is in Louisiana. Uh, and that's one of the issues I do know um, that, they, that they removed 100,000 people from the voter rolls wrongly using the purge system, if you remember, interstate cross-check. Virginia was part of that, and they're part of its successor called ERIC. So Virginia's bad news, and that was not discussed at all in this close defeat of um, Terry McAuliffe. Now, there are other reasons why Terry McAuliffe would lose. He's not exactly beloved in Virginia. He's, you know, old-line Clintonite Democrat, very unexciting to most voters, not particularly loved. He just... You know, he's close to the Democratic funders, and that's how he got the nomination. So you could say it wasn't an exciting candidate, a very good one, and that's true. But, you know, um, he still had to uh, jump through the hoops of vote suppression in Virginia, and none of that has been discussed when discussing the reasons for the Democrats' loss. Well, uh, that's a fact, uh, but the, the, the wild card still is 
uh, the potential for violence, and it hovers everywhere. Uh, and we That's see, correct. you know, it's just it's just endless uh, at school board meetings. That you know where how this is is unfolding, Greg. This is a lot more complicated than it just being stopped at the uh, uh, before you can uh, vote or pull the the lever there or send in the vote. I mean, so. Uh, and this is, of course, some of the great work that you and and yeah. um, Zach, Zach has been doing. Uh, Zach Roberts covering. You know that the the trial is ongoing now, and the white supremacists are are, are defending themselves. And as you well, know, let, in Washington, the judges are are uh, being, shall we say, going light, a slap on the wrist. Uh, it doesn't that's look the U.S. Like Justice a, Department. That, that is the Biden. Now, let, let me be very clear. It is very satisfying to know that that the uh, that the ultra right, that the uh, the guys who created the mayhem and the death and the killings and the beatings of school teacher Dondre Harris and others in Virginia, in Charlottesville, it's uh, satisfying that they're on trial. But I want people to understand it's not a criminal trial. The state did not charge these guys, except for the one guy who, who ran over and killed a counter-protester, an anti-fascist counter-protester. Um, there's been very few indictments. They, uh, and uh, this is a civil case brought by the victims of the violence. So they had to bring their own charges. This should be done by the Justice Department. We shouldn't have to rely on private lawyers. When you get beaten with a stick nearly to death and metal poles like DeAndre Harris, you should be getting, it should be the police protecting you. You shouldn't have to go hire a lawyer. It should be as simple as those guys beat me up, put him in prison. That's what's missing here. We didn't have that. And again, in Washington, D.C., the big trials in Washington are not criminal trials where uh, the insurrection is the terrorists uh, who took over the Capitol, you know, an attempted coup d'etat. It's very little is being done on the criminal side by the U.S. Justice Department or the FBI, but rather these are uh, civil suit was brought by some of the police who were harmed and some of the victims, but especially some members of the police forces, you know, in, in the insurrection, a, a policeman had his skull crushed and was killed. Uh, you've had uh, others permanently injured and through PTSD, you've had several commit suicide. Um, you know, we've had some questionable cops there. That doesn't help. But the, the real the real issue is where is the Justice Department? As you well know, and I complained before, FBI manual and the D.C. police manual were violated in allowing those who took over the Capitol to leave the Capitol. When someone invades your home, you don't give them a police escort out. You arrest them. They should have everyone been arrested, everyone booked, and everyone had their cell phone taken. This is normal police procedure. It's normal FBI procedure. In a crime scene, especially a homicide scene, you don't let people leave and then say, oh, we're looking for them. Why are you looking for them? You had them in your hand. And so I'm very concerned about the very special, you know, kid glove treatment of insurrectionists versus the type of treatment I saw for, you know, uh, whether it's New York, San Francisco. I remember in New York when people were protesting on the highway, they bottled them up. Every single person was recorded and booked. 
Uh, they didn't just let people go and say, get off the highway. Before you got off the highway in your civil disobedience, you got right. booked. And let me, let me tell you something, Greg. If you're, at Occupy, if you're at Occupy Wall Street uh, and you're facing the cops there, you're really feeling the pain. But listen, we just have a couple of minutes left. Yes. I want to circle back to Raffin's perjure. He is mm-hmm. running now. He has already been effective in, uh, in my opinion, uh, preventing uh, Stacey Abrams from becoming a governor. He is running again. He's going to play a key role in the ongoing expanding suppression of vote. He's not going to be a friend, is he, to the to the voter? No, and it's a, again, it's a very dangerous line. The The media has been so intent on saying that Trump was wrong to say that the election was stolen. And yes, that's a lie. But that doesn't, but then the other side of the coin, so Raffensperger and the Republicans and Mitch McConnell are saying that's correct. Trump was wrong when he said the election was stolen from him. And Stacey Abrams and the ACLU and the NAACP and, uh, are, are wrong when they say on the other side, they make this equivalence. Like, oh, Trump's crazy and wrong about stealing elections. And so are the people who actually, we can give, I can literally give you the names and addresses of the voters by the hundreds of thousands. It's not a, we didn't even do a statistical sampling. We had the nation's top experts go name by name through the list with the most, with powerful computer programs, went to federal court and proved that people were wrongly blocked from voting. And every ugly trick in the book are used to stop people from voting. The endless long lines. Why? Because they close those voting stations in black precincts. Um, and they, and now they've made it so that if you try to drop off your ballot, they literally close the drop boxes. What's the point after work hours? Well, that's the whole point of a drop box. So after work, you can drop off your, your, your ballot. The games that are being played. And again, they are saying, well, Stacey Abrams and the progressives are wrong to say that there is vote suppression in America. Really? Really? All right. Well, we're going to really have to leave it there for now. Greg Palast, gregpalast.com. As always, we appreciate the incredible work uh, on the voter protection front, the election protection. Uh, we continue our ongoing election crimes bulletin, many crimes to be investigated. Uh, uh, Greg, please uh, stay safe. Come back soon. There's a lot of work to do.